Well, bonjour tout le monde, and welcome back to another episode of Fire in Your Bellies. This is where we share random phrases in French, but speak mostly in English. <laughs> Already dreaming of the day when I can do this all in French, but uh, for now I guess this is one of my guilty pleasures in English. <clears throat> so, my name is Caleb, and this is the podcast where we desire to grow together in red-hot fervency for Christ, to live with hunger and hope for the kingdom of God that comes not just in word, but in power. Today I want to share some thoughts about feeling mortal, something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And before you say, here we go again with the feelings, that's exactly the word I want. <laughs> I think everyone in the world, whether they're Christian or heathen, knows that we are mortal. But I want us to feel it so deeply that we become gripped by it. And before you think that I'm going to attempt another try at writing the book of Ecclesiastes, fear not. Um, I have been really, really challenged, really encouraged um, lately by two verses on this topic. So these, these, this, these topics are all through the Bible, just a very strong theme of being mortal and being small. Um, but I just want to share two different passages that um, have spoken to me about this lately. And I want to think about how feeling mortal and feeling small can produce serious joy. And yes, that's a play on words by serious joy. I mean, real joy, joy that is not fake, joy that is, that is serious. But I also mean serious as in sober, as in realistic, as in grounded in reality. Yes, I think that means the same as realistic, I guess, but... How feeling mortal and small can produce serious joy. So several weeks ago, I, I read um, these two passages, one right after the other, and that was what got my mind going on this track. The first one is in Job chapter 8, and verses 8 and 9. This is one of Job's friends who's speaking to him, and he says, For inquire, please, of bygone ages, and consider what the fathers have searched out. For we are but of yesterday, and know nothing, for our days on earth are but a shadow. Think about that. He says, we are but of yesterday, and know nothing, and our days on earth are but a shadow. When we think about ourselves in, in comparison to time, in comparison to history, we are so short. <laughs> our time here is so incredibly short, so... Um, seemingly insignificantly short or let me say so short that it almost feels like we would be insignificant <laughs> um the second passage thinking about our smallness is in psalms chapter 8 psalm 8 verses 3 and 4 he, he says when i look at your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Excellent question. When we think about the huge creation around us, just try standing next to a giant oak tree, <laughs> and then far beyond that, the, the constellations, the solar system, and Everything is incredible. It's massive. It's huge. And we are just such a tiny little 
piece of dust in comparison to all of creation. But he goes on in that chapter and talks about how the Lord has looked at us and given us a place. Anyway, the focus is of these two two passages is that we are our life is short. It's as as Bildad says in Job, it is as a shadow. Our life is as a shadow. Boom, just passing so fast. And our life is small. Our life is short and our life is small. As seen in Psalm chapter 8. So if we really think about this, if we really get gripped by this, it, it can produce in us either a, a depression or, or as we think about it with faith and think about it from a biblical perspective, I believe, produce joy. So here are just some thoughts that I've had um, on how these can produce both seriousness and joy. So I'm going to go back and forth from one thought, how it's serious, to another thought, how it's joy. And they're, these are kind of all connected. So um, realizing how short our life is and how small we are in this world produces seriousness because we have a limited time to live out the message of redemption through Jesus and to preach the gospel of saving grace. Think about that. The shortness of time so limited. But it produces joy because before we were here, God was using many people and many sovereign ways to accomplish his work. And he will continue that work long after we are gone. Hallelujah. Doesn't that just fill you with joy? The, the fact that our lives are so short and we are so small fills us with seriousness because we realize that God has placed us at this point in history, at this place in the world, with specific people who will be influenced by how we live. It also fills us with joy because we realize we are only a very small part of the amazing working of a sovereign God. The salvation of the world does not rest on our shoulders alone. We're just a very small piece of this puzzle. Isn't that incredible? And just as a side note, shouldn't that make us celebrate and and be glad for the work that other people um, in our part of the world and other parts of the world are doing for the Lord. These two thoughts, our smallness and our short life, produce seriousness because we know that how we sew with the fabric of our lives will be a part of the eternal fabric of God's interaction with people. What we do today, how we live, does not just end today, but it will be a mark on on history, on time. I don't know if history and time will even last forever, but it will be a mark on, on God's interaction with people. But it also produces joy, realizing our smallness and shortness of time, life, because we realize that one individual failure or success does not determine in the end whether our part of the tapestry will glorify God. It will be a combination of our whole life that is seen at the end more than single, isolated events. It produces seriousness, the, the, our smallness and our shortness in, in time. Because we know that at the end of our life, we will give an account to God. And it also produces joy because at the end of our life, <clears throat> there will be a reward for faithfulness. Evil will never triumph in the afterlife. All tears will be wiped away when we are with our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Oh, hallelujah. Doesn't this just uh, make you make you want to um, know know him and to, to make him known? This this hope that we have. A lady by the name of Anne Cousin wrote a beautiful poem. It's a very long poem, and it's been made into a song. But I just chose um, several verses, I think four, four or five verses here that I'd like to share with you. Thinking about our smallness in time and in history and creation and um, thinking about what waits for us at the end of, of our small life that we've lived. It goes, the sands of time are sinking, the dawn of heaven breaks, the summer morn I've sighed for, the fair, sweet morn awakes. Dark, dark has been the midnight, but dayspring is at hand, and glory, glory dwelleth in Emmanuel's land. O Christ, he is the fountain, the deep, sweet well of love. The streams of earth I've tasted, more drink, more deep I'll drink above. There to an ocean of fullness his mercy doth expand, and glory, glory dwelleth in Emmanuel's land. The king there in his beauty without a veil is seen. It was a well-spent journey, though seven deaths lay between. The lamb with his fair army doth on Mount Zion stand, and glory, glory dwelleth in Emmanuel's land. Oh, I am my beloved's, and my beloved's mine. He brings a poor, vile sinner into his house of wine. I stand upon his merit. I know no other stand, not even where glory dwelleth in Emmanuel's land. The bride eyes not her garment, but her dear bridegroom's face. I will not gaze at glory, but on my king of grace, not at the crown he giveth, but on his pierced hand. The Lamb is all the glory in Emmanuel's land. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? I encourage you to look up. You can read the whole poem. You can just Google uh, The Sands of Time Are Sinking by Anne Cousin and find the full, full um, poem online. As I think about this, I'm also reminded of the Apostle Paul. <clears throat> as he was writing to Timothy at the end of his life, and he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And there is laid up for me a crown in heaven that doesn't fade away. Oh, brothers and sisters, let's keep living for that day. Let's be faithful. Let's recognize and, and be gripped by the reality of how small we are, how short our time is, and live for the Lamb, the Lamb who is all the glory of Emmanuel's land. Thank you for listening. And if you have thoughts or comments or um, topics, things you'd like to discuss, feel free to reach out to me uh, by WhatsApp or SMS at 873-662-9636. Sorry, new number. It's 873-662-9636. Or by email at doesjesusknowyou97 at gmail.com. So thanks again for listening, and until next time, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. That's Romans 12, 10 through 12.